Welcome to the 624 Pod, your home for all things independent films. We're going to discuss all the positives and negatives when it comes to independent filmmaking. We're going to have incredible guests from the film industry talk about the behind the scenes experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how the industry has changed in the past 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, minutes, hours, years. years. That's the point. It's always changing. And of course, we will always focus on independent filmmaking right here in our state of New Jersey. I'm Tom Baldinger. And I'm Mark Rigadana. All right, let's do this. So, Mark, we're here uh, second season of uh, 624 Pod, and uh, we've got an amazing guest. But before I do that, I've got to, I forgot, I forgot to put the whammy on. You got to put the whammy on. I forgot to put the whammy on. So this is, <laughs> folks who don't know, this is a, called a whammy. This is what Eddie, this is the Eddie Van Halen Frankenstein. That's and, awesome. And, 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 what the and, oh, I can't. Whammy. You know what? It's over I'm, here. Yeah, I know. I'm about to. Sh- I'm, about, I'm showing my age. <laughs> Hold I, on. Wait. This is rock and roll, baby. Let me get on my bifocals. <laughs> <laughs> right. I gotta put that. Now it's, now it's official. <laughs> now it's official. That's official. Now it's got the, the whammy. So anyway, uh, so this is. Uh, so let me take off my readers. <laughs> dude. I'm, well, I tell you, I I just turned 48, and uh, you're a baby. Morning, and I, I don't feel like it. Oh, um, that's such a baby. And my family bought this for me as I'm a huge uh, Van Halen fan. And that's the colors of 624 Productions is red, white, and black. Awesome. So we have a, an amazing guest today. Yes. Everybody can hear. I feel like I've known her for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> Siobhan Fallon Hogan, uh, thank you so much for coming on to 624 Pod. Uh, and we first off, we want to talk about Shelter and Solitude, independent film, um, this podcast is about talking about independent filmmaking, specifically here, in, uh, f- filmmakers here in New Jersey, the process of independent filmmaking, the do's, the don'ts, the successes, the failures. But before we get into that, talk, tell us what's going on with Shelter and Solitude. Okay. So Shelter and Solitude, I wrote, it's about a guy on death row. He's got 10 days left to live. I play this washed up country singer from Nashville. I sang there like once. I'm like Mrs. Havisham of Nashville. Stars Robert Patrick from The Terminator, um, oh, Peter okay. Macon, who's amazing as this guy on Death Row, Dan Castellaneta, who's the voice of Homer Simpson, Michael Obelhauser was nominated for Tony last year on Broadway, and me, you know, um, Old Man River. And so, anyway, the big, the big new. So we we crazy independent, but we released all over the country in AM, AMC's and Regal th- theaters, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And on October sixth. And now we're going to be on, um, this is very important for your audience. I'm supposed to say all this stuff. December 14th, we're going to be on Amazon, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, all that. So we really need people to, you know, pre-buy it if people buy movies or rent it on December 14th. All right. So we're going to, you're going to, so this is, you're going to see, it's going to be scrolling across the board here uh, for for our audience. So this is pre-recorded. So we'll ha- we'll put all that on there we'll we'll put the shelter and solitude so give me those wow. dates one more time give me that date one more time okay so december 7th is the presale but december 14th it's on amazon apple itunes google play voodoo and um oh it's important to say follow at shelter and solitude or follow at Siobhan Fallon Hogan on instagram and i don't have twitter <laughs> don't have twitter that don't, don't do that it years on your life if you avoid twitter oh i couldn't take it Oh. <laughs> I already get in enough trouble with Instagram with my kids. They're like, what did you post? <laughs> and now speaking of your kids, yeah. your kids are in this film as well. Yeah. So my um my son Peter is a producer on the film. He's also the music supervisor and he plays a hilarious role as Chris the cop. Um was like this doofus cop. 
My daughter, Sinead, plays this hitchhiker, hippie, Layla, and she's also the production designer. And my husband was producer with us, so it's like a family affair. My daughter, Berta, that, you know, she's she's the mild-mannered reporter in real life. She's married to Tyler Moore. So she gave me, like, advice on any of the, you know, to make the news, whatever I wrote, authentic. You know what I mean? Nice. Well, my nice. dog is in it too, Trudy. So it's called The Town is Trudyville. Yeah, Trudyville. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I love it. Tell me. Is my it, production company's called Angry Shih Tzu, and before Gizmo passed away, he was in every single oh, thing oh. I ever did. At some point, Gizmo. That's so up. great. My son is a Shih Tzu named Houdini. Ah, what a yeah. great name. I know. It's always funny to see a man walking a Shih Tzu. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was getting ready to go to my wedding, and we had to drop the dog off oh. with my friend Marshall Childs, who's a very handsome silver-haired man yes we're driving in a uh a gold sebring convertible driving through queens to the dog sitter and i was like <laughs> every single person thinks we are the most unattractive gay couple <laughs> uh, with the shiksu, it's so true <laughs> we're sitting there with, he's in between us there grass. should be a picture of you with your dead shih tzu and my son with his shih tzu because he does not look like a shih tzu kind of guy either <laughs> I love it. I love it. They're the best dogs. Such good dogs. And I say this that we have a rat terrier now, but oh I miss Gizmo more. Oh yeah. <laughs> what um so yeah, so we've got shelter and solitude. You had rushed prior to this. Yes. So, so walk me through walk us through, walk our audience through that because you, you had I I was following you and I was following you unrushed and I, right. I I was like, wow, this is so awesome. You know, she's got Robert Cap Patrick Kelly and rushed and and then all of a sudden Shelter and Solitude was like just popped. Yeah. So was, this is crazy. Yeah. So, so I have this, I have three kids and I'm not domestic in any way. Like it's so sad. Like Thanksgiving's coming and and I'm like, what when can I set the table? Because everybody's like, get out of the kitchen. Like my kids are not really good cooks because I was so bad. My husband's a really good cook. Anyway, <laughs> my daughter Sinead was is the youngest. She was going off to college five years ago. And I was like, what in God's name am I gonna do with myself? So I, I thought, well, I've been in enough movies, you know, that I've, uh, let me give it a whirl at writing. And I truthfully knew, that's why I always tell like kids and, you know, like people that, you know, if you want to do something, do it. Don't let people like, well, you know, you've never taken a course in it and you've never done it. And I was like, look, I've, I've been in enough movies. Let me, tr let me, let me give it a shot. So mm -hmm. I write rushed. I sent it to, I did, I did three movies with Lars von Trier. I sent it over to them. He's like, I like it a lot. Um, I want to co-produce. So I sent it to Robert Patrick. He's like, I'm in. So I'm like, oh, I guess we got something here. So, you know, we we produce, we shoot it in Middletown, Red Bank, um, Rumson. We do the we have the exteriors up in upstate where I'm from, and um, we we put it out, and we get vertical entertainment buys it does really well on Rotten Tomatoes. So honestly, I was, I'm always like exhausted. I'm like, I'm so tired, um, and. <laughs> So we did the edit in, in France, which makes me sound fancy, but I'm not because I'd worked with this. I did this Johnny Depp movie called the, the professor. And literally when, you know, you do a movie and it's your first time you think I just got to get through the filming. And you mm -hmm. realize later the filming is like the tiniest percentage exactly. of the movie. Like rushed. We shot in 24 days shelter in, in solitude. We shot in 16 days. Yep. And, wow. and now I realize how gross and selfish actors are because you're like, oh my god, I worked so hard on that film. Like you have no idea how much more work <laughs> into it beforehand and especially after. Yeah, and like so much work in post production. Oh, so yeah. I went 
I got this editor who had edited this movie I did with Johnny Depp. And I was over in France thinking I was fancy. We edit it. You know, it's the decisions that have to be made. You're like, oh no, is this good? Like, is it not good? Right. I, I'm really bad with endings. And there's lots of decisions. It's COVID hits while I'm over there. Just yep. when I get back. March 1st. I'm supposed to go to Denmark because Lars von Trier, you know, they co-produced. I was supposed to go do the sound edit there. Can't go because everything gets shut down. So luckily with modern technology, we are able to do it uh, remotely. And, and long and short of it, it's April 24th and everything's over. And now we got to sell it. And I'm like, I really need a break. I'm so mm -hmm. tired. And I'm lying in bed one night, maybe like around May 1st. And all of a sudden, I think this idea comes to me about shelter and solitude, which is about a death row prisoner with 10 days left to live and his relationship with this washed up cougar wannabe, but no one will have her, country singer, who's <laughs> a really good person, but people would judge her and kind of hate her. So because my father, who was my whole family from Syracuse, hilarious, really great guy, really a character, was a lawyer. And everybody told him that he should take it on the road and he should perform. And he was always like singing and telling jokes and literally busting on people. Um, at dinner, he'd always, a lot of times tell us about his, his prisoners that he represented. And mm. I say I'm from Syracuse to sound fancy, but really I'm from Casanova, so I'm a big hick. So every Sunday <laughs> after church, we'd go from, we'd go to visit my cousins, the Sullivans over in Poppy, and we'd pass the Jamesville Penitentiary, which is a pretty hardcore prison, which just shut down. Anyway, he would tell us about the prisoners he represented. So I was really um, obsessed kind of like with, what it was like inside those prisons. Cause he told me that their own language. He told me about visitation day and he, mm. and I would think what were those relationships like? So this comes to me. And then my father also wanted me to be a country singer. Uh, it's, it's kind of the, the, the conglomeration of it all. That's and so thought, I have to have a warden cause Robert Patrick's so great. And that's where it all came from. Very, very cool. Now I, now I, I, I saw or I read an, a, a, a story about shelter and solitude and, You've got a bunch of people from Syracuse as extras. I do because wait a minute, wait a minute. I just realized my Sinead. Yeah. I call my daughter because my my just realized this is going really low. What'd you do with that thing? The charger. The charger. Uh -oh. she, she threw it down the I asked her for a charger and she threw it down the stairs and I heard a clunk, but I never I don't know where it went. Anyway, <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So when I needed, you know, independent filmmaking, um, you need a lot of things for free to, to save in the budget. So yep. I sent out to my class of 1902, 1979. And I said, hi guys, I'm going to be doing this film and um, I'm plugging this damn thing in if I could see. And um, anyway, who wants to be, come to the Blue Canoe, which is this fabulous, um, great restaurant that's like a, um, my daughter's oh, reaching across <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> so anyway, so oh Jesus, pardon me, pardon my language. Um, anyway, let's go over here. So, so I I put it on fa Facebook and I, an email to my class, nineteen seventy nine, and one by one they're all like, I'm totally in, I'm totally in. And so for three days, in my what was my supposed to be my bar in the movie, um, my class came, and so oh, it was oh, a riot. And, you know, here's the thing, you know, when you're doing a bar scene, you feel like you're drunk. 
Mm. And it's also at night. So then you're really slap happy and tired. So we had a blast. And there was country mm -hmm. music. We have my, my son, he's a music supervisor. On it. He got us Justin Bill Tonin from Three Doors Down. Nice. Wow. Yeah, so he wrote a song. I went out to Nashville and recorded. And so, nice. you know, that we, you, you pre you record and then you kind of, I sang it, but the guy with me didn't sing it because Justin Bill Tonin actually is in the movie singing it, but he's not the character. Um, anyway, so, you know, it's a party. You like, you're singing, you're, you got the band. It was a, you're, we were, we line danced. We, we, um, rehearsed for weeks, this line dance. It was a blast. That's great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. I, so it's, it's, uh, when you worked on, when you were working on this, somebody, I know worked on the film with you and oh. sent me a text because, uh, we loved you on SNL. And, and then you mentioned mm -hmm. about doing this. I'm like, what a small world. Oh, it's crazy. I wonder who it was. Was it an actor or was it somebody on the crew? Crew. Crew. Let me think. Is well, it is it somebody from Jersey? Like yeah. Kyle, Kyle Ward is the composer or mm -hmm. um, he's from Rom City's Fabulous. He's camera on probably camera or sound. Camera. Well, Christian? Andrew Capino or... Um, uh, Mikey Murdoch or Kevin Anderson. <clears throat> anyway, we'll figure. I'll send you the pop in my head, and I'll go. Yeah. That's who it was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we had. A, we listen. Um, I learned from doing movies with Lars von Trier in Denmark. Like, I don't go the Hollywood way. I don't believe in this hierarchy crap. I like, you know, lunches there, and I feel like, you know, the the prop guy or the, you know, the the costume girl. We're all equal. We're all in this like a play. So. Yeah. As a result, rushed. My cinematographer came back. The director came back. Vibhika Masaya. That was gonna, that was going to be my question: Is the people that from rushed coming back to shelter? Like, how many of those migrated over? Oh my gosh! Okay, so my cinematographer Matthias Schubert, <laughs> who won best cinematographer in Boston, Vibhika Musaya, the director from um, Denmark, Sabina Miliani, our editor, who did March of the Penguins, and then locally, so two guys. So I I'm like the um, halfway house for. For college kids who go to college and, you know, from this area, you know, my father came here when I first moved and he was like, oh my God, this is like the division one of life. This is going to be a lot of pressure on your kids. And I was like, ah, oh, shut up. Cause they were like babies. And then they get in high school. I was like, whoa, these people are like, well, I remember forget my daughter was playing field hockey. And my mother was like, field hockey. Isn't that a little, uh, macho for a girl and this person was like come on use your this mother's like use your stick skills and i thought it was so funny that i yelled it to Sinead too who was not an athlete like myself and i was like use your stick skills mocking it they're like what's with the idiot who thinks this is a joke field hockey is very serious so anyway you know a lot of these kids they go to college and they're supposed to be so happy in like a business program and they're not that type and then they come home and they then they're like, oh, did you hear about so-and-so? They dropped out and they're like a loser and they're, you know, they're really down in the dumps. I'm like, tell them to come to my house. So then these kids will come to my house and I'm like, you thought about film? I'm like, well, I'm doing a movie, like rushed. I was like, why don't you work on my movie? So literally three kids. And by the way, I, I shouldn't tell about losers because they're the biggest winners. So these three kids um, at that very time came back and I was like, work on my movie. So two of the kids at the, on Rushed were production assistants. Well, they come up to do shelter and solitude. And I'm like, and we had this first assistant director that left for a bigger job halfway through the movie. <laughs> he oh wanted to make more than $2 and 50 cents a day. And so 
I was like, you guys, you guys are unbelievable. They're like literally at the time, 23 years old. I said, I'm going to give you a shot. I'm going to, you guys are going to be first ADs. You'll share the job. You'll do the two guys will do the job one, which then promotes them. So when they go to work on the next film, they can say, I first AD shelter and solitude. Yep. So we got those two guys. We got a, another guy, Ben Danzi, who was a grip. Kyle Ward, as I said, he's the I I made him the composer because awesome. on Rushed, we had this fabulous world-renowned composer, uh, composer, um, Christian Eidness Anderson from Dan- Denmark. And because of COVID, he was like, he's amazing, but things got a little screwy. And so Kyle filled in and did a couple of songs. I'm like, this kid's amazing. So People were like, are you crazy? You can't have a kid that young. I was like, no, trust me. So now he's got this amazing credit under his belt. You know, that's, that's I love that. I love hearing that. We, you know what? <clears throat> that makes me feel so good. You know what you what you're doing, what you did. Uh, you know, my production company, Six Twenty Four Productions. We we've been working with the same people uh, for the past, you know, eight to ten years, and it's yeah. it's about like working with the same people and totally. bringing. Bringing, bringing yeah, people in, bringing them. people up. Our our makeup artist, uh, Jill uh, Jill Olson, right? Oh, she's the best. so Jill's daughter, uh, Gianna. Uh, she was right. she was a PA on on a couple of our projects. Right now, she's at Monmouth University, and yeah. she, and she's doing production, and she's like, it's amazing. She's like, and she's like, thank you so much for six twenty four for you know getting that start. You know, now again, I'm not on the on the level of you're at, so I'm not I'm, I'm doing any comparison here. But I'm saying is like it's just that that you know that building and that family building that family. Absolutely. And, you know, and I, I know, and making also I want to throw in also Lauren Kunkar Sheehy from Brookdale. She's one of the producers on the film. She does the Garden State Film Festival every yeah. year. Actually, Lauren's going to be on our on on uh, on season two with us. Yeah, she's yeah, she's awesome. Season. Brian, her husband, and my husband. So, but this is the great part too. You know, I'll never forget the first time. My very first movie was Greedy with 5,000 years ago. Michael J. Fox and Kirk <clears> Douglas. <throat> Phil Hartman played my husband. Anyway, I was like, I did not know what in God's name I was doing. Yeah. Well, that wasn't my first film. I just lied. The paper was with Glenn Close. And I remember she said, do you want to run lines? We were in this oh, elevator. Really? I was like, sure. And she said, and the line was, um, get me a dinner with Bobby De Niro. We were supposed to, she was a newspaper woman and I was supposed to be your right. yes. yes. And she, she whispered, she was like, do you want to run lines, Siobhan? And I was like, sure. And she's like, get me it. And she's like, get me a dinner with Bobby De Niro. I could, I could not hear what she was saying. And I was like, oh my God. And that very instance, I was like, oh my gosh, this is how quiet you talk when you're in film. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're like, hit your marks, camera left, camera right. I yeah. did not know what I was doing. But so my kids and their friends, and if they say they want, I'm like, look it, this is just like someone who owns a donut shop and their kids know how to make donuts. Naturally, they're going to make a good donut. So yeah. my kids, you know, they're used to being on sets and then say, bring other kids because I would love to share because I feel, look, I I did not like that feeling of not knowing what in God's name I was doing, but I also don't like people that have someone new and being like, you know, you know, like they like to make a fool of you, you know, they, but anyway, so I think that the film business and, this area, as you're doing, like I'm doing a film tomorrow down in um, Point Pleasant. It's we're getting having so much work come to the area. It's fantastic. No, I, and that's and that's what we want. That's what we're trying to do. We, you know, um, we had uh, David Schooner from uh, the New oh, Jersey. Oh yeah, he's Michigan. awesome. He's fantastic and so helpful. Know, Hillsboro, where I'm from now, where I live now, I've been living there for 12 years. Hillsboro was. 
So we did a couple things, 624, we did a couple things in Hillsborough. We had Sean Lapani, who's the mayor of Hillsborough, on. And after we did a couple films in Hillsborough, he's like, you know what? We need to bring more stuff. And so now Hillsborough is a film-ready town in New Jersey. And it's yeah. got some great areas. And, you know, it's – so New Jersey's got some great spots. There's got some fantastic talent. Uh, and, you know, the more filmmaking that we can do here, yes, it's it's – it's fantastic. In fact, actually, this 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 little short film that we got you know, hired to do, he wants me to to find a spot in New Jersey, like a coffee shop in Hillsborough or Somerset oh, County. I, was like, I, I have to tell you, I would say one of my favorite, favorite things to do is location scouting. I, I like to do it myself. I think it's so fun and so interesting. And I, I don't know about you, but having now produced and written these movies and stuff, it has ruined going to the movies for me because I'm like, oh, my God, look at that table. There's yep. two beers and they don't look like right. real beers. One's full, one's not full. Wait, you, I, wait a second. You didn't. You didn't have that. Ex, you, you're having that experience now. I mean, you've been in film. You've yeah. never and like kind of. Oh, that's well, so, that's so I cool. did that. Like As now, an actress, I would notice like people's hair. It's like, oh, continuity right. of her hair. Oh, they moved it. But but I will no. Now I really get bugged by an actual set. Oh, you know, like cool. I like that's great. I knock on people's doors. I was like, this house looks like it'd be really cool like my house and that there's real tchotchkes and decorations that kind of thing but now i'm like oh that looks like a set oh boy that's yeah, bothers me right out of it yeah yeah i don't i don't feel comfortable watching a movie when i know oh that's a set i, I know. Know it's real like it's yeah. a real home and now because of my son with the music now I'm like, oh my gosh, if the music isn't right or they skip genres too much and it doesn't go, I'm like, oh, hmm. or I'm like, oh no, they should have started some music here. This is getting a little dull. You know mm. what I mean? It's, it, it, it sort yeah. of is. Or if so it's too synthesizery. Yeah. Like you go like, oh, that's not a real. I know. It's or just... you're like, oh, this is a little blank. They should have put a little song here or something. Harmonica. Ooh, I got a quiz for you guys. Don't. Yes. This is the craziest thing. I heard it on the airplane on the way home from Florida. <laughs> what band was Hans Zimmer playing? He played bass guitar in. Oh. Hans, oh, God. I don't know. This is going to blow your mind because you're going to go, no. He was the bass player? He played bass guitar. Oh, who? How, how old is Hans Zimmer now? Hans Zimmer's like, he's like, what? He's got to be. 70. Yeah, probably around that. So we're talking Stones. We're talking early Aerosmith. This is going to... Who? What? what? Who the Buggles. The video <laughs> killed the radio star. Oh, my God. I love that. Please. I love... Video killed the radio star. You know who I just did a movie with in California last week? And my kids were freaking out. It was Creed from the office. And they're like, Mom, why didn't you take any pictures with him? I was like, we didn't have any scenes together. We weren't there the same days. Oh, that's <laughs> they were how, sad about it. How, how about that, right? The guy who played Creed in the yeah. office was an extra. He started as an extra. No way. You look look up if you look it up on on I love the internet. Like that. He was an extra, and he he basically just impressed. I'm not, I'm not sure if it was the creators, the producers, or really runner. He just he was a presence. And you know what? You know who I heard the same thing about that um, was John Hamm. Yes. He was an extra. Yes. Now my kids see. I I was an extra, 
on about 12 films. And I could not stand. Well, first of all, my first extra job was on As the World Turns. And there was a the soap opera. And there was a, supposed to be a fire. And they were like, um, could the background please react to the fire more? <laughs> You're not reacting. And so they said, on action, you got to scream. So I screamed, Siobhan Fallon, Siobhan Fallon. So I went to get... I was trying to get my name out there before there was even social media. But then the final straw with me was extra work. I was called and asked to do extra work on Woody, a Woody Allen film. And I was like, over my dead body. I will not do extra work. I will be in one, but I will not do it. And so then I stopped doing it. But I do think it's very important for, you know, kids to work their way up. Yes. Yeah. They just shot a, um, oh gosh, what was it? Oh, New Jersey Lottery commercial in Atlantic Highlands the other day. So mm. my son and my daughter, I, I got wind of it. And I was like, go over there. You'll make hundred bucks a piece. So they went over and I don't want to brag, but they were, I don't know it's because we're Irish or, I mean, of that look like we should be near a bar or around it. My uh, son was upgraded to the bartender. My daughter was the lead drinker. I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, I love this stuff. Isn't that funny? I love it. I absolutely. I was love so it. broke when I started doing stand. Oh. I took a. I took. I would take anything at oh, all. Yeah. I and and I got a. Uh, I remember I got to do extra work on a uh, NFL on NBC or NFL on Fox. Yeah. I don't remember which it was. It was a commercial, but it wasn't even a real commercial. It was like a. Uh, it was doing background work on a on a. Uh, interstitial like it wasn't even like a like commercial and, and i was supposed to play a cameraman on a crew like we're setting up why the guys are like having fun talking and throwing right. football around and whatever and i remember this one extra was so petty and talking about how oh i don't normally do extra i'm a i'm a this and i normally have lines and i just did a film with denzel and was like oh, oh my god you want to film with denzel I I remember in LA, someone, I met this girl and she's like, oh, my brother um, directs commercials. Would you, the, the cost, they lost their assistant costumer. Would you want to do it? And I was like, she, I remember it was $250 a day. And I was like, jackpot. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. So I was like, sure. Now the thing is I'm really unorganized and you have to keep all your receipts and shop and stuff. And I'm not a good shopper. I, I swear I was like, I think I'm losing money on this. But then we had to be in this camper. <laughs> like we, we call them up at upstate campers or Winnebago's, whatever they call them. Yeah. And I remember I was, so the wardrobe people were in the same. I know I was a wardrobe person. The makeup people were in the same. And I remember I was hanging clothes up. And it was like, clink, clink, clink. And this um, makeup artist said, wardrobe girl, wardrobe girl, can you not clink the hangers? And I was like, I'll show you. <laughs> and I was like, this is awful. But it's so good to see that, you know, behind, you know, all yeah. the work that goes into it. This dude was so like, oh, I don't normally. And I was like, well, well, you're an extra today. Yeah, exactly. We're all extras. And I took the gig. I doubled my money because they're feeding us today. Like, yeah. that's how exciting and broke I am. Exactly. I mean, I taught English as a second language in um, L.A., back in the Reagan era when, when students got paid, like I had all these, I had students from South America and Iran and Japan. Wow. And <laughs> I was, I love them, but I was the 
literally didn't speak a lick of, they had this whole theory of how to teach when you didn't know the language, which was insane. So mm. I would teach them nursery rhymes. Well, that's not even part of my story. My story is that what? <laughs> oh, that, you know, you realize who cares about any of it? Like, I, I remember one time I had a call back for the Carol Burnett show. She's going to have this new show. And I was like, guys, they're all from, they were all from Latin America in this particular class. I have a call back for the Carol Burnett show tomorrow. Like, I think I was like a little smug and bragging. And Stella, this woman from Venezuela said, Miss, 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 who is Carol Burnett? And I uh, thought, you know what? I am an idiot and an ass. Why? <laughs> because when it's all over, no one cares. Uh, you know right. what I mean? So like, don't treat the extras any different than you treat the the big star. The star, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, now, Siobhan, you um, you said to you were talking to us earlier about you you started out in theater. Oh yeah, big. You were a big big theater musical. Yes. Theater? So well, I wanted to be musical theater, but I didn't have a high enough voice. Like um. So I went, you know, I went, went to a little college, Lemoyne up in Syracuse. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, I can't go to New York City because I'm scared of my own shadow. So I went to graduate school in Washington, D.C., to Catholic University, you know, sticking with the theme. And, um, and you know, John Slattery from, from Mad Men went there. At the time, it was like kind of like, yeah. you know, something. And um, anyway, I fancied myself as a musical theater star because Ethel Merman at the time, I could like belt out a song. But then I got to New York City and I would go like stand online for equity auditions. And they were like, okay, you like got 16 bars. And I was like, you know, there's no business like show. But they'd be like, you can leave. <laughs> we're good. I was, like, I was like, what? I thought it was really good. So the final straw for me was um, it was a summer stock auditioning audition, meaning, you know, it's just a three month job in the summer in, in New Hampshire. And it was to get, it was an equity job. Was gonna get, and, and they had everybody tap. I did not know how to tap. I mean, really, when I think about it, I mean, the nerve. My friend taught me how to do a time step, which is like the one step that you have to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm in this line of like 45 people doing it. <laughs> my hair was like really red. My sisters used to say I looked like a Q-tip. My head was gigantic. And at the time, my body was really skinny. And I had this ponytail, like whipping, whipping, whipping. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm really good. <laughs> I'm really good. And the director's like, okay, stop. And you're like, dun, 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 and all these, like, you know, 40 feet. So that's 80 feet. 40 people, 80 times two is 80 feet. Stop. And he's like, girl with the red ponytail, come here. <laughs> and I was strutting over to him and I was like, ha, someone uh, finally realized how great I am. And he said, what's your name? And I said, Siobhan. And he said, you can leave. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. So, I was like, I remember I had like $5 and I was like, I'm splurging oh. and taking a taxi because I'm so depressed. And then it was like, okay, that's it. I'm done with musical theater. I get it. I can't sing high enough. So then I started doing like your comedy. Um, I did improv comedy and then I got on Seinfeld and Saturday Night Live and that's it. I was like, all right, well, that's what I'll go in my hole. That was the path. <laughs> I'll stick in my lane. That was the path. I love it. I, I I had an audition once, and every guy in there was like a chiseled model. <laughs> and I walk in and I looked at the secretary and go, "I think I'm in the wrong audition." Oh, <laughs> so bad. And the, she's like, "No, no, no. The director really wants to see you." Oh. And I walk in and there's like four shirtless guys who look like they're like it's Roman terrible. artwork. Yeah. And and I walk in, you know, 200, back then I was thinner, I was 225. And I walk in and I'm sitting there, I'm like, 
I don't want to waste your time it's, or embarrass yeah. myself. Can I just leave? And he's oh, like, no, no, no. Take your shirt off. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. Oh. Make me take my shirt off in front of all these guys. I got bigger boobs than a secretary. <laughs> I go, like, seriously, you just want to, like, like you want to make me look like an idiot. And he's you like, like oh. hash, hashtag me too. <laughs> he goes, do you? He goes, no, all the uh, all all the agents sent over models. I'm looking for regular guys. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm a regular guy. <laughs> and he goes, oh. take your shirt off. And I take my shirt off, and my gut comes out, and I just hear him go, "That's great, oh, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That's like when I lived in LA for two years of my life, and I was like, I got to get out of here. All people care, like people, like if you did a play or anything, no one would go out at night. Or if they did, they'd be like, I'll have a water and um, any dessert. No, thank you. I was like, yeah, I'll have a milkshake and um, the blueberry pie, the apple pie looks really good too. You know what I mean? But I was like, I got to get out of here. People just care about exercising and I don't get this. Yeah. I haven't read a book, but they read the side of everything they eat. <laughs> and they know the ratings for everything. I was like, who knows ratings? Yeah. I, I honest to God, until I got on the other side of the camera, people would be like, oh, this movie was directed by I'm like, I don't give a shit. Exactly. <laughs> on the movie, Greedy, the one I was telling you about before, uh, I didn't I didn't even know. This is God's honest truth. I didn't even know, like, labels of who was important. I was standing at the craft food service table, and I was just so excited. There was free brownies and things like that because I was so poor. And I was like, this is so great in my head. And I'm standing next to this little guy. And I was like, hi, how are you? He's like, hi. And I was like, what's your name? He's like, Brian. I go, I'm Siobhan. And he goes, I'm Brian Grazer. I go, hi, Brian. What do you do on this? And he's like, I'm the producer. And I go, that's really good, right? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. And then I'll never forget when I pulled out in my like my Toyota Corolla like rental car. And he was in this like fancy, fancy car. And I was like, oh, he must be his producer. Must be a good job. <laughs> Brian's doing quite well with his producer. That's, like, that's good for you. <laughs> The uh, the first film that I that I directed it was a short film it was it was twelve years ago, 12, 12, 13 years ago, and uh, I was I was doing plays because I was a musical theater from uh, Wagner College so I did plays you know throughout college and then after college I went to I actually went to Mike Nichols uh, acting school for for my masters in acting oh, and wow. after the first it was a two year program and after the first year I realized I'm a terrible actor so I got out of it. <laughs> And I started working at the Visiting Nurse Association in Red Bank. I was wow. overnight security. And I was like, what am I going to do with my life now? You know, like, oh. right. So then I wrote my at first. At that point, you're overnight insecurity. Oh, <laughs> completely. Would that be the worst stage of your life? Oh, it, it was. Well, I mean, you know, I was, I, you know, graduated college. I, you know, I had a degree in in theater and I was working security. And oh, I wrote yeah. my first first play and i put the play on we put it on in the city i raised money through friends and family fast forward to i've got i got money to do because i we did it we put it in a couple different like um community theaters in new jersey right uh kind of like a tour of community theaters in new jersey and it was it was getting like people were liking it and you know not just friends and family but like odd you know and then i had this one guy who's a stage manager who's now one of our dps uh jeff Cecilberg, who's been with 624 since the beginning came up to me and he goes 
you know, you should do this as a as a as a movie. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. But of course, then we were like, holy shit! Now we're gonna cost- learn how to do that. How we do? Like, how he goes? Well, I, you know, I I went to school for for film, and I'm, you know, I've got I've got equipment, I've got crew of young guys who we all graduated last year, and I was like, all right, well, let's let's put this together. Mind you, this is now the six twenty four people who have been doing it now for 12, 13 years. So, but we were on set, right? So I raised money to, again through friends and family. Decided to do it as a short film, and, we, and I was all excited. I was like, oh, this is great. So Jeff's there with the camera, right? And he's like, all right. You know, I give the direction of, I'm like, all right, I'm going to have the girls come down the stairs and the camera. And I had in my eye, you know, we did storyboard. I learned so much from Jeff. Right. And, and we're standing there and, and, you know, all of a sudden they're like, the slate comes in and then we go, all right, speed, sound. All right. And, and, and it comes over and it's just silence. And, oh, I'm, and I'm standing there behind the camera with Jeff. And then all of a sudden it looks like a good, like 10 seconds. And then Jeff turns to me and goes, you can say action now. <laughs> Oh, I got it. Oh, this is what I say. Action. He goes, yes. And he's like, all right, go ahead, do it again. Cut sound. And I was like, oh, right, that's no. brilliant. <laughs> Did not know when to say action. <laughs> that's so great. You know, the, the, the truth is, I always say to the kids, like, the the your lows are when you come up with something like that. So here you are at security and you're like, I'm going to write a script. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like the artistic moments. So like I tell my kids, I'm like, look, when you're f- following an artistic path, you're not going to have the same. I'll never forget a Catholic who this guy came to talk to us and he was 38 years old. And I thought that was ancient and he was on Broadway and he was like, guys, look, life is not a track meet. You know, you people in business and those kind of things, they're going to quote unquote, make it or be successful early on, but you can't judge yourself upon that. And it's so true. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and also the lows are, are actually, and every time I've ever written anything, you know, it's like, it's like when you're like, okay, my phone is definitely not ringing, and um, maybe I'll write something because if no one's casting me, I'll cast myself. <laughs> Let me ask you about the writing process real quick because I, I was talking. I, I, I we're going to have Dan Loria for our next episode, and I was having d- dinner with Dan last week, and we and he's a big writer. He loves writing. He actually has a play. Right. He's going to be uh, putting on off Broadway. It's uh, bringing awareness uh, uh, on dementia. Oh, wow. uh, it's gonna be really I've, I actually I read it and I saw the preview uh, video that he did did uh, privately and it's really awesome I can't wait for this um, but in any event we were talking about writing and I want to ask you you know when I'm writing it's funny for me after I'm done writing for you know two or three hours yeah not only am I exhausted but I'm like angry because I think because I had so many voices in my head I it, I just came to this revelation two weeks ago with my wife and I were driving and, and she, cause I was, I was writing a, a script for, for Jimmy's uh, for the beer league. And I wrote the whole episode out and it took me like a good, like four or five hours to write this a first draft. Right. We were getting the car and then, and I was, I don't know, it was just, I got nasty with my kids and, and my wife looks, she goes, what, you know, why are you? And I couldn't figure it out until like an hour later I went, that's it. I'm so angry. Cause I have all these voices in my head. Do you, when you write, okay. I am not kidding you. I think I have psychotic episodes. Like I get it so into it, but I really don't know it that I'll think like, expect like during rushed, for example. So it's about a fraternity hazing. Yeah. And I'll, I would like call it my son. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, let me tell you something. And he's like, okay, listen, crazy. Um, that's not me. That's the person you're writing about. But I also, um, I will, honestly, this is a crazy comparison. I used to ski a lot because it's from upstate. Uh-huh. And you know, like when you, you feel like a, you did something really accomplished, like I, I, I kind of get a look like a high off it. 
Like you're like, huh? Like, cause mm. almost like you go into like this other world or something. It sounds yeah. insane. But um, like you almost have this like cathartic where you're like really in it. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Narnia, like you get zipped in, you're like, Whoop, and then you come out and you're like, oh, so I, I love it when I have an idea. Like right now I'm like, oh, 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 I actually wrote a play that um, we're going to be doing a reading of in, in about my crazy Irish sisters. And when my, the day my mom died two months before she turned 97 and I wrote this play about, it's called mom's last day, but it's like the last week of her life jammed into a day. Mm. And it's about my sisters, like, and how we like kind of overlap each other. And like my one sister's really Catholic. And she's like, don't talk about that. We can't talk about anything. <laughs> my other sister's like, why can't we talk about that? And so like, literally I'm like laughing and like call them up. But, but I, I don't, yeah, I know what you mean though. It's just a, it's a crazy, um, different kind of experience. It's it's like you're in a moment, right? You're in the, and you're just yeah. pouring so much because you have so many voices in your head, yes. right? And you, and you, and you're trying to have different, and this is what my wife said to me. She goes, you're angry because you have, you're hearing so many different people talk to you at the same time. <laughs> and it's like, cause you're trying to have a different perspective. It's like, okay, well, where's this, where's this person coming from? Like, why are they in this scene? Why, why did this person say this? What's going on here? What's right. their motivation? All this kind of stuff. And of course in my head, and you probably do the same thing, Siobhan is like, as you're writing it, you're probably almost storyboarding it in your head, like how it's going to look. Yes, yes, that's true. Right? That's true. But then I don't know if this hap has happened to you. I'll get to set and I will completely forget what where that storyboard was in my head. Like because I because I wrote it, you know, maybe a month ago there and then go. and it's gone. So what I'm trying to do now is as I'm writing, I'll I'll make little stick figures like on a piece of paper on the side just to kind of like, all right, remember that's what you wanted to look like. Because if I'm fortunate to direct this piece that I'm writing, I can go sit with my DP and go, here it is. This is what I, this is what yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, weirder too is like, I, I mean, with both Rushed and Shelter and Solitude, um, it would be like maybe two weeks or something before the movie. And I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know my lines. And I literally mean my lines. And so I would, what I did was, and I love this so much. I would go down to Spring Lake, get it, get an Airbnb. Uh -huh. No, no, a bed and breakfast because I'm a people person. I like to talk to people. And I would go there for two days and I sit on the porch. I eat the fabulous breakfast, meet a lot of the people. And I memorize my lines. Nice. It's insane. That's great. I love it. That's but it's weird that I would, I always think to myself, my mother used to always say, isn't it great to have a great mind? And I think my mind, mine must be a little subpar because I, wouldn't you think I'd know my lines? Like I wrote them. Right. You don't. <laughs> yeah. Because you're, because you sound like similar to, to myself. Like, like you've got, you're doing so many different things, right? right. You're, you're so many different hats and you got so many different gears going on that, you know, you, you're bounce. I mean, I think the fact that you just, you don't know your lines, but you got everything else in line. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm speaking you know. of that. So, um, um, that reminds me of the, when I took my kids around to college, there was this lady, I don't, we looked at Georgetown, which was ridiculous because my daughter, we weren't getting in there, but um, I think we just thought maybe that was something to do. And anyway, I remember the guy kept going, speaking to that, speaking to that. I was like, stop saying that. But anyway, um, no, I'm saying it. So um, my um, director, so she's Danish and she'd be like, and you know, I'm producing with my husband and my son. She did Lost in Africa, right? So she did. Yep. Matter of fact, her children, she married a man from Africa. Her name is Vibika, which is a very common Danish name, yeah. Musaya. Her mm -hmm. husband, her kids are half African, half Danish, which is fascinating. So <laughs> anyway, um, I would, I would be like, have my phone with me. 
And um, in between, you know, it could be like crying or screaming or laughing with the scene or whatever. And then I'd be like texting my husband, like, are the porta potties clean yet? And what, when is the lunch getting here? And make sure there's something for the gluten free girl. Mm. And, 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 and she'd be like, Siobhan Fallon Hogan, give me that phone. Stop producing. You must be Valerie. That's the character in Shelter and Solitude. And I was like, and literally one time she's like, got this grip to take my phone. And I was like, who's got the phone? I will pay somebody to give me that freaking thing back. I've got it. You know, I, this isn't funny. I've got to keep doing this. But it's, and then I don't know if you feel this way, but then when it's all over, mm. there's like this down period where you're like, yes. oh no. Yeah. I get so depressed when yes. a project's so over. depressed. Yeah. And I, I re I did have to do a lot of press for shelter and solitude. Um so that kept you up. Well, it was crazy. And you're like, and I always remind myself not to complain because Rush, I was like, I can't do all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, enjoy this, enjoy this. And I remember I, I luckily did the Seth Meyer show, which was so, so lucky. And then I had to fly to Boston. And like I was so crazy that the the person at the TSA or whatever you call them at the airport is like, you can leave. Please leave your computers in your suitcases. And I was like, I've never heard of that before. So I did. Yeah. And then I go through and you got to wait, you know, for your suitcase to come through and the thing stops. And everybody's like, where is our suitcase? Where is our suitcase? And I go, somebody's computer jammed the conveyor belt. And I was like, what an ass in my head. I get to the hotel room in Boston. I have no computer. And I'm like, oh, it was me. I honestly didn't even care at that point because I was so exhausted. But I remember that I went on the on the show up there and I told the girl, I said, I'm so dead. I'm so dead. I go, it's almost over. It's almost over. She said, yeah, but when it's over, the downtimes. And I go, oh, mm. right. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, a couple weeks later, I was like, wah, wah, wah. Now I'm like, wait. wait this movie the come out on. Wait, wait, go ahead. Nope. Oh. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I gotta get off my high horse because now back to the doldrums. I, my football coach said this in high school at our, like, uh, whatever it is at the end of the year, we have the big dinner. And he was like, Mark is the only, only person I ever met who, when it was the last week of practice, was just downright pissed off. <laughs> but it's the same way with like when I was at the American Academy for school. Yeah. It would be like the last like show. Oh. And I would be so angry. And people yes. are like, aren't you excited? Like we get new plays next week. Like this is it. We're done with this yeah. one. But I spent so much time with this guy. Well, this yeah. is the thing too. Like, you know, I'll never forget one time and you know, in Red Bank lunch break, I was um bringing old clothes or something. And this lady said to me, oh, my son, you're from Rumson? Yeah, my son played, my grandson played under the lights at um, Rumson, you know. Problem is going there is they think the rest of their life is Friday night under the lights. And, you know, <laughs> you get to college and it's not. So it's lucky to have these highs, but then the lows sometimes I think are rougher. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. But it, it's also in reverse. When you have really hard oh. lows and something good happens, you, you really appreciate it. Oh, you so appreciate it. You're like, yeah. You skyrocket. <laughs> so uh, awesome. Uh, Siobhan, we, this is I, – I, I, I mean, we could sit here and talk. For, I know. I, like, oh, my gosh. It was great talking to you. Thank you no, so much for supporting me and having me on and supporting the movie because, as you know, it means it's so important for people to watch Shelter and Solitude on December 14th and for all of us independent filmmakers – 
to support each other. No, a hundred percent. So real quick, we, we do this with all of our guests. I didn't prep you for this question. I okay. never, I never prepped the guests with this. That's question. good. That's good. Um, so name for us your three favorite films. Oh, my favorite films. Right okay. okay. Like um, right now. It doesn't have to be I, like, I, okay, really quickly. Oh, yeah. so this, I'm such a, well, I love the sound of music so much. Wow, we've had a couple classics. I love, yeah. love the sound of music so so much. Love Rocky. I yes. and I, but I have so many others. I love Peanut Butter Falcon. I I have so many other other three. There's some new ones that are amazing, like Phantom of the Open, and I don't know. But I, the, I like those old. They, you know, it reminds me of my childhood too. Like my 16th birthday, I went to see Rocky in my car. My father let me take the car, and I, I like 16 girls piled in there, and and I forgot to turn off the lights, and the battery died. And I called up my father, and I said, "Dad, it's my birthday. The battery died." And he goes, "Figure it out, you asshole!" And he hung up. And I was like, just all those times were so fun that I associate it with the movie. <laughs> love it I, 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 that's it uh, rocky is is one of the best class i mean and if if rocky was made today it was an it's an independent film well i mean yeah. i was about to say that was like the success story of an independent film it's an independent oh, oh and what i have to say to the john cassavetes gloria and 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 um woman under the influence nice. i mean he's my influence as far as an independent filmmaker awesome right. awesome 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 thank you so much this was this thank was you. awesome all right so, no, no, stay, stay with us here. Oh, so sure. we just have to mention our sponsors, uh, Central Jersey Nursery and uh, Hillsborough, New Jersey. So uh, perfect sponsor for this time of year, by the way, Siobhan, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. So Central Jersey Nursery, they've got some great Christmas trees. You know, if you're get a nice Christmas tree, get a nice, beautiful Christmas tree. And you make get sure a good tree, you put a nice angel on top. Of it. <laughs> you can do that because you're Italian. I'm Irish. I, if I try to do that, I, I look like an idiot. <laughs> Make sure. your Christmas tree nice. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you tip those guys who are putting the Christmas tree on your on your uh, car, right? That's right. Get a nice beer on the maybe come on. Siobhan, thank you so, so much. Thank really you great. so much. Have a great Thanksgiving. Welcome to the 624 Pod, your home for all things independent films. We're going to discuss all the positives and negatives when it comes to independent filmmaking. We're going to have incredible guests from the film industry talk about behind-the-scenes experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how the industry has changed in the past 10, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, minutes, hours, years. years. That's the point. It's always changing. And, of course, we will always focus on independent filmmaking right here in our state of New Jersey. I'm Tom Baldinger. And I'm Mark Argadana. All right, let's do this.